This is IndyCar Weekly. IndyCar Weekly is brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. The National Guard, find your path to honor in the Guard. Peak Motor Oil, when you peak, you win. Buy Honda Generator, the preferred portable generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. Henchman Racewear, Henchman, the pioneer in driver suit technology. Find us at henchmanracewear.com. And buy the Indy Racing Experience. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. Scott Dixon posts maximum points at Mid-Ohio. Rookie James Hinchcliffe ponders what might have been. Davey Hamilton is offered a seat by Dreyer and Reinbold after Justin Wilson is injured. Will he race at Loudon? Plus Mario Andretti on Marco's consistency or lack of it. And his take on driver probation and the IndyCar Series blocking rule. I'm Mike King. This is IndyCar Weekly. Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. People often ask what it takes to get under my hood. Very simple. Trust and performance. That's why only Peak Performance Motor Oil touches my car. One of the most trusted names in automotive brings you a complete line of premium motor oils. Made with the same commitment to protection and performance, Peak built its reputation on. And Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar Series. When you peak, you win. Available at Advanced Auto Parts. Elise, come on, it's game day. You've got all weekend to study. Jen, this has nothing to do with studying. I've got to work. The way the economy is, I figure I'll be working for the next century just to pay off these student loans. Well, you know... I know, I know. You joined the National Guard, so your college is completely paid for. Yes, you've mentioned it a couple thousand times. The National Guard scholarship covers up to 100% of your tuition. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. If your car is less than 10 years old and has less than 100,000 miles on it, your car will eventually break down and you'll need to go to your local repair shop. And we all know dealing with these guys can be very expensive. A new transmission can cost over $3,000. A new engine more than $3,500. New air conditioning can cost over $1,700. And a new water pump more than $600. You need to call the Auto Protection Network. We're like insurance to Protect the inside of your car. We'll save you thousands on costly repair bills. Don't let your car break down without a warranty. Protect yourself from expensive repair bills. If your car has less than 100,000 miles on it and it's less than 10 years old, call today for a free, customized quote. 800-731-1243. 800-731-1243. 800-731-1243. That's 800-731-1243. This is Will Power, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Hope you had the opportunity to catch the live coverage of the Honda Indy 200 from Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course on IndyCar Radio over the weekend. As the list of 2011 winners in the series grows to six, Dario Franchitti, Will Power, Mike Conway, Dan Weldon, Marco Andretti, and now Scott Dixon, all in the winner's circle in 2011. 
You might remember that Dixon joined us a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Scott was talking about the fact that even though he was third in the championship, he wasn't going to worry about points anymore. And starting at mid-Ohio, he was focused on just two things, polls and wins. And, uh, boy, he... It worked for him at Mid-Ohio. I guess that's the best way to, to put it. Captured the pole, got the bonus point there, wound up leading more laps than any other driver, and, of course, wins the race. His third win uh, in his last five starts at Mid-Ohio. So Scott Dixon has uh, turned it around in a big way after four second-place finishes this year. He is finally on the top step of the podium. Looked like there for a while we might see a magical sort of day for Rookie James Hinchcliffe, he was forced off of the track in turn four by Alex Tagliani at the start. Managed to save the car, get back on track, but went from seventh all the way to the back of the field, or thereabouts, 24th is where he rejoined. But a perfectly timed uh, full-course caution. Uh, After Hinch had come in, the the team had decided they were going to gamble on strategy. They brought him in on lap 20. And uh, then Sebastian Saavedra brought out a full-course caution, and Lo and behold, James Hinchcliffe was the only driver that had pitted. As everyone else comes in, he winds up out in front, the leader, after having been shuffled all the way back, but it just didn't work out for him. And uh, he had some problems a bit later in the race as he was trying to make up a couple of positions. James Hinchcliffe, by the way, will join us to talk about his race at Mid-Ohio. As for the uh, the rundown, uh, how all the drivers finished at the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio, it was Dixon. Your race winner, full compliment, 53 points for Scott, who isn't worried about the championship. And believe me, if he has many more weekends like this, he won't have to be. That'll all take care of itself. Dario Franchitti, the championship leader, second. So uh, one-two for target Chip Ganassi Racing. Ryan hunter Ray was third as Andretti Autosport gains a spot on the podium. Takuma Sato and Tony Khan filled out the top five. So a good weekend for KV Lotus. Alex Tagliani was 6th, Marco Andretti was 7th. Pretty good weekend for Marco when you consider that uh, he had some miserable practice sessions and qualified 19th on the inside of row number 10. Oriol Servia was 8th, Sebastian Bourdais finished 9th, Vitor Mira was 10th. Rookie Charlie Kimball had a great weekend as he started 10th, his best starting position on a rotor street course. In fact, his best starting position for this rookie season, and he winds up 11th. Did have an off that cost him probably a solid top 6 or 7 finish. Simone de Silvestro was 12th. Simon Pagino in a fill-in role for Justin Wilson. Wilson unfortunately injured in a bit of a freak accident when the car, uh, during the practice session on Saturday morning, went off the course. Looked like he had saved it with no problem, no damage to the car, but in fact, he had struck uh, asphalt that was part of the short course at Mid-Ohio there in the keyhole. And as the car bottomed out severely, it uh, he suffered a compression fracture of uh, the T5 vertebrae. And it's very likely that Justin Wilson's season is over. Davey Hamilton, our driver analyst, will join us to talk about that. He, in fact, has talked with Justin about the injury. So Simon Pagino was asked to fill in, did a nice job. He uh, qualified 18th, wound up racing to a 13th place finish. Will Power, the driver, of course, who is attempting to pursue Dario Franchitti in the championship chase, takes a big hit, got caught out uh, after a yellow flag uh, comes out. uh, The second full-course caution caught Will badly, buried him in the field. He winds up 14th. EJ Vizo, 15th. Ryan Briscoe, 16th. Anna Beatrice was 17th. Martin Plowman, in his eyes, on IndyCar Series debut, was 18th. Elio Castroneves, 19th. So uh, what a terrible day for Penske Racing as uh, the top finisher 
Will Power, who was 14th uh, of the, that three-car stable. Uh, other finishers, James Hinscliffe, we told you about uh, the day that he had. He wound up leading 26 laps, but has to settle for a 20th-place finish. And Hinch, as we mentioned, uh, will be coming up in just a couple of minutes to talk about his day. Danica Patrick, 21st. Ed Carpenter, 22nd. James Jakes was 23rd. Graham Rahal, 24th. 25th to J.R. Hildebrand. Mike Conway was 26th. And 27th place goes to Sebastian Saavedra. As for championship points, Dario Franchitti will go to Loudoun, New Hampshire this weekend with a 62-point edge now over Will Power. Uh, you'll find Scott Dixon 93 points back, but still not worried about the, the title hunt as uh, Scott Dixon will probably slowly but surely work his way back into this one. Tony Kanaan is fourth, 145 points back. Oriol Servia is uh, now 160 points back. He is fifth. And Marco Andretti picks up a spot. He goes from seventh to sixth. He's 170 points back. James Hinchcliffe, he'll talk about his weekend at Mid-Ohio next here on IndyCar Weekly. If you know passion, you know my name. If the roar of a race car gives you goosebumps, you know my name. If you believe that no one ever remembers who comes in second, you know my name. If you're into checkered flags, chugging milk and burning rubber, you know my name. You know my name because I've been here from the very beginning. As vital today as I was over 100 years ago, I'm a powerhouse. I am a running wide open with no finish line in sight. I'm the fire that never goes out. You know my name. I am then, I am now, I am forever. I am Firestone, and I am proud. What's it like to drive an Indy car at the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Now the Indy Racing Experience can put you in the driver's seat. That's right, you can drive a real Indy car at the world's greatest race course. Packages start at under $400, but hurry, sessions are selling out fast. Call 1-888-357-5002 or go online to IndyRacingExperience.com. You driving a real Indy car, call 1-888-357-5002 now. Sunday afternoon, October 2nd at Kentucky Speedway. Championship points will be on the line in the Kentucky Indy 300. See the fastest and tightest Inside IndyCar Series racing of the year at one of the season's final stops. Fred Keating, Patrick Power, 2010 event winner Helio Castroneves, plus all the stars of the Inside IndyCar Series at the newly expanded and renovated Kentucky Speedway. The best seats in the house are available right now by calling 888-652-7223 or by visiting KentuckySpeedway.com. You haven't experienced Inside IndyCar Series racing until you've seen it at Kentucky Speedway. I'm Charlie Kimball. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Attention business owners and individuals who owe the IRS. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? You need aggressive representation. Call Certified Tax Now and speak to one of our tax attorneys, enrolled agents, or tax professionals who specialize in tax liens, back taxes, tax debt, wage garnishment, and collections. We won't waste a minute helping you with your tax problems. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. We've settled millions of dollars of tax issues for a fraction of the cost. Find the peace of mind knowing the IRS will not be Knocking on your door. Protect your home, business, and family today. We know the tax laws, and we act fast. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. That's guaranteed. Call now, 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. Not all cases are typical, and some may not qualify. The consultation is free, and so is the call, so call now. 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. Thank you. 
I'm Simona Di Silvestro, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Visit ShopHonda.com, enter to start an IndyCar race in a two-seater with an Indy champ like Mario Andretti. Official rules at ShopHonda.com. Ends 9-9-11, and no purchase is necessary. It's IndyCar Weekly. I'm Mike King. Happy that you've decided to join us for this week's show as we get set to head to Loudoun, New Hampshire uh, for the... 12th event on the 2011 IZOD IndyCar Series schedule. No rest for the weary as uh, the teams already making the trek there from mid-Ohio. Very few of the teams uh, will have much turnaround time at all when it comes to preparing the cars for the Oval versus uh, just wrapping up the uh, recent street and road course swing that we had. Uh, of course, uh, the previous segment, we uh, we gave you the full field rundown. You heard from the race winner, Scott Dixon, his first win of 2011. Uh, no real surprise, Scott is been very good at mid-Ohio, won at 2000, in 2007 there in 2009, and again this year in 2011. One guy that we thought, though, was going to have the opportunity to perhaps win the race, at the very least, we thought we were going to see him on the podium, rookie James Hinchcliffe. And uh, Hinch, uh, thanks for joining us on uh, what is a very busy week uh, for you and the Newman Haas racing team. Um, when you took over the lead after pitting early, did you think to yourself this thing is played right into our hands? Well, yes, yeah, certainly. You know, it was it was nice to sort of have a stroke of luck after after getting turfed off there in the first lap. And yeah, it was it was it was great timing. Obviously, the the team made uh, a good decision to sort of take that early the early window and, and hope for the lucky yellow. And, and the timing really couldn't have gone any better. And you know, we we cycled out second there behind Danica and, and took the lead on the restart, but wasn't quite sure how how well we were going to be able to hold it because I actually had a little bit of damage to the car when when I got. Uh, when I went off-roading there on that first lap. So the the thing wasn't perfect, and because we pitted early, I was having to make mileage, and obviously I knew we had some quick cars behind us. But it was uh, it was sort of a, it was a nice stint. Things sort of were going well at that point. James Hinchcliffe joins us here on IndyCar Weekly, and if you didn't have the opportunity to either hear the race uh, on the IMS radio network or see the race on Versus, uh, Hinch is referring uh, to a situation where he was basically punted off track and turned four in the opening lap, when Alex Tagliani made contact with the rear of the 06 Sprott Inc. Newman Haas car. Hinch, I know on the radio you were upset, your crew was upset, uh, you guys just felt like you were flat punted. Uh, IndyCar Series officials told us that after reviewing the incident, they felt like Tagliani had been shoved into you, but certainly our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, did not necessarily agree with that assessment. Yeah, in all honesty, I haven't actually seen the the replay yet, but I've certainly had enough people call, text, tweet, email, whatever, telling me that you know Kimball was nowhere near him. So it's it's unfortunate, you know. You learn, I guess, when you're first year in the series, the guys that you can go wheel to wheel with and the guys that you can't. And there's certainly been a couple guys that haven't shown as much respect. And you know, the fact that Tagliani's on probation right now maybe points that he may be one of those guys. Now, like I said, I haven't seen it, but whatever the reason, you know, whether it was, you know, intentional or whether he was forced out wide, you know, it, it put us off the track and unfortunately put us at the back. But that also then gave us the opportunity to, to cycle through to the front of those pit stops and show people that, you know, we had the pace to run up front and, and if things had gone a bit differently, could have maybe pulled, pulled in a pretty good result. Hinch, we knew in doing the math that there could be someone out on track that was going to gamble and maybe head for the pits as early as lap 20 or 21. 
Would would your team have have been using that same strategy had it not been for the incident on lap one for you? No, probably not. You know, we we had our strategy meeting before the race started, and and really we were sort of just gonna gonna do what the leaders did and, and stay set with them because you know we knew we had a pretty good car, obviously based on qualifying, and we thought that we could keep pace with the guys that were around us. So we really just were planning on on doing that, maybe picking up a spot in the pits, maybe you know if somebody mistake like I know Graham had a problem in the pits there that would have been a position and and just try and hold station you know it's, it's a tough place to pass so it, it really was a, a strategy change up when that happened and it just worked out well for us it was a great call for sure and of course you're sitting there you come down pit lane first driver of the 27 in you're all by yourself on pit lane you come out and, and what was it a minute later Saavedra is off in the hairpin uh, up there which is the keyhole and boom, you get the full course caution, and everyone else, Hinch, has to come in. What are you thinking at that point? Well, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was the, the first 20 laps or whatever, after you know, after what happened in lap one, I was just ruining our bad luck, thinking that if we had, you know, if we didn't have bad luck, it'd be no luck at all. And then I had to sort of put my mouth, or my foot firmly in my mouth there, because it really did go our way. And you know, I, I wasn't quite sure why. Pick a state out. We, the, yeah. the team and I were talking on the radio, trying to figure out what the strategy was there. But you know, they basically said to me, you know, if you can get by her, great. If not, she's maybe got six, seven laps left of fuel. So just sit behind and save some fuel because we knew we were going to have to do that. And you know, luckily we got her on the restart. And and I, you know, I remember coming through turn four and thinking, hey, I'm I'm going to lead for at least a corner or two before Scott goes blowing by. And then somehow he, you know, for some reason he didn't go blowing by and. And we stayed out front there for uh, for twenty something laps. So it was it was a fun second stint of the race for sure. James Hinchcliffe is with us. Great weekend he had at Mid Ohio. Uh, wound up qualifying seventh, just missing the Firestone Fast Six, and an up and down day leaves him unfortunately uh, in twentieth position. Hinch, when you walk away from from a good race car and and from a, a track where. You have dominated before in Firestone Indy Lights here. You know how to win at Mid-Ohio. But the day that you had, um, in the end, do you walk away disappointed? Do you walk away frustrated? Do you walk away reasonably happy? What were the emotions for you on Sunday afternoon? There's definitely there's definitely frustration and disappointment initially. You know, you, uh, I, I can deal with, with mechanical failures. I can deal with, you know, mistakes in the pits. I can deal with being taken out by other guys, but one of the hardest things as a racing driver to deal with is your own mistake. And and there's no doubt that that you know what what happened there on that last restart was my mistake. And so, so it, it was a difficult thing at first to sort of deal with. But you know I, I look back on it now a little bit, and and in a lot of ways, what people are talking about a lot more than than me making a rookie error is is leading 26 laps because in in a in, in your rookie season, people expect rookie errors. People don't necessarily expect you to lead 26 laps, so it's still the bigger story of the day, and I think it still shows people, you know, that that we can be competitive in, in the right circumstance. And I mean, obviously, I'm going to learn from situations like that and from mistakes like that. That's all part of being a rookie, and knowing that we can have that pace is is a good thing to know. So, even though you definitely rue some, you know, a missed opportunity. There, there's still definitely some positives to take away from it. Take us back, Hinch, to that last restart. Uh, I believe, <clears throat> pardon me, I believe it was on lap 60. Um, what what exactly happened as you were running in the top five? 
Well, uh, when we had pitted for our final stop, the track was still green, and and I basically from the cockpit made the decision to stick the the prime tires, the black tires, back on the car because we had just run the middle stint with them and, and had a pretty good stint. And you know we had the we had the alternates on for the first stint, and we had sort of lost the balance a little bit when we had pitted. We had known all weekend long that the blacks took longer to come in. But we figured under green flag conditions, it's, it's not as big a deal. We had a nice big gap to, to fourth place anyway. We were pretty sure we were going to lose first and second to the Ganassi guys. But, you know, third was still pretty realistic. And and unfortunately, that, that caution came out right as I was trying to get up to speed. And all the guys around me, with the exception of Hunter Ray, were on red tires. And I knew that, you know, on the restart, you know, my blacks were going to be a little bit harder to get up to temperature. So I, I lost a couple places initially there to uh, Hunter Ray and I think Sato. Yeah. And then coming into the uh, to the keyhole there on that first lap, you know the when I had gone off on the first lap, we had damaged some something on the car, and it had made the car, especially on cold tires, really really loose in right hand turns. So all the right hand turns on the track, I was sort of holding on for dear life until about five laps into a stint. And unfortunately, you know, that was only the first lap of the stint and just try to carry a little bit too much, you know, probably as much speed as I would have if the car had been in, in the proper condition. But unfortunately, you know, we did have a little bit of damage and, and I was aware of the damage, but, you know, heat of the moment, you're trying to race, you're trying to keep guys like TK behind you. And, and that's, that's not an easy task when your car is perfect, never mind when it's, when it's hurt a little bit. So I just wanted a little bit too hot and, and the, the thing went around, you know, so it's, it's a difficult situation, and, you know, like I said, if, if we hadn't gone off, we, we probably would have been able to, to keep pace a little bit better on cold tires. But if we hadn't gone off, we wouldn't have ended up leading the race at, at, at the time that we didn't have been in the position that we were in. So it's, it's sort of a – there's two ways to look at it. Sure, sure. James Hinchcliffe, uh, the driver of the 06 Sprott Inc. Newman Haas Racing um, IndyCar uh, joins us this week on IndyCar Weekly. Hey, Hinch, uh, can you hang on uh, with us uh, for one more segment? I need to get a break out of the way. Yeah, not a problem at all. Okay, so uh, Hinch is going to uh, hang on. Uh, we'll get this out of the way, then we'll come back and we'll talk to him more about first appearance at uh, New Hampshire this weekend. In fact, I think everyone in the field will be making their first ever appearance at a track that uh, IndyCar's last raced on in 1998. That's Loudon. Back with more IndyCar Weekly after this. Nothing beats the great outdoors and camping, whether you're in a tent, pop-up camper, or RV. There's also nothing like having a convenient power source for everything from coffee makers to cell phone chargers to computers. And that's why Honda Portable Generators are so popular with the camping crowd. Besides being lightweight and durable, Honda Portable Generators are extremely quiet and can run for hours and hours. For tent campers, they give you power anywhere. For RVers, think of them as a supplemental power supply that won't tether you to a hookup or run down your RV's battery. We make portable generators from 1,000 watts all the way up to 6,500 watts, and all of our generators come with a three-year limited warranty. And remember, even when you're not camping, you can use your Honda for everything from tailgating to home backup to working outside. Find out more at Honda.com. Honda, the preferred generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. 
Now you can bring back your favorite memories of the Indy 500 with the IMS Radio Network. Here's the checkered flag for Jim Rathman, the winner of the 44th annual 500-mile race. Little Al wins by just a few tenths of a second. Go to IndianapolisMotorSpeedway.com to purchase copies of classic Indy 500 broadcasts. And Elio Castro Neves climbs the fence in the front straight. Johnny Rutherford wins the 1980-Indianapolis-Motorspeedway.com. This is Danica Patrick. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. MedCare Diabetic. Hello, I'm a diabetic with insurance. MedCare Diabetic is offering diabetics at no cost a multilingual talking, pain-free test meter. Call, qualify, and receive as a bonus a blood pressure monitor absolutely free. If you have Medicare or insurance, MedCare Diabetic may send both your monitors and test supplies directly to your home at no cost. Insulin and syringes are available as well. Copay and deductibles may apply. Call 800-215-9265. That's 800-215-9265. These days, you can't afford to be wasting time or money, especially in business. That's why I stopped going to the post office and started using Stamps.com. Now, I print real U.S. postage for all my letters and packages using just my computer and printer. And now you can start saving time and money, too. Just go to 27Stamps.com, and you'll get a no-risk four-week trial plus a $100 bonus offer, including free postage at 27Stamps.com. I'm Takuma Sato, and you're listening to the IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Yeah, Takuma Sato came uh, home with a solid fourth-place finish after struggling most of the weekend. In fact, lost an engine during the, the Friday practice session. Taku finishing in the top five. His uh, teammate, Tony Kanan, KB Lotus, he is fifth. So a uh, pretty good weekend at Mid-Ohio for the KB Lotus squad. Mike King with you on IndyCar Weekly. James Hinchcliffe, as we mentioned, uh, one of five drivers that led laps uh, on uh, Sunday afternoon at Mid-Ohio. In fact, uh, only Scott Dixon, the race winner, led more laps. Uh, Hinch joins us, of course, previous segment. We talked about the Honda Indy 200. Uh, Hinch, I look at the record books here, and uh, Indy cars have have gone to Loudoun, New Hampshire, to run on that one-mile track a total of seven times, but it's been 13 years since uh, IndyCars have been on that track. Interestingly enough, your team, Newman Haas, uh, won back in 93 with Nigel Mansell. Um, I, I know it doesn't give you much of an edge, but at least it's something. <laughs> yeah, certainly. You know, it's, it's, it's cool knowing that the team, at least, and, and a lot of the people that were there probably in 93 for that winter are still on the, on the staff, whether it's engineers or mechanics or whatever. So. You know, it may be, it may be a new place for Oil and myself, but it's certainly not a new new track for Newman Hobbs. Have you ever been to, to the track at Loudoun? I, I don't think I've ever actually even been to New Hampshire. So this is <laughs> going to be, uh, there's quite a few firsts going to be happening this weekend. Wow. Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you know about the play? It, it's basically a paperclip, Hinch. It's, uh, it, it's two really tight turns and, and two long straightaways. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I've seen uh, I've seen some of the NASCAR races there over, uh, over the years, so I know what the track looks like, and I've spoken to some of the people that have tested there, and you know, I think I was actually chatting with Scott quite a bit after he tested there, and 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 he quite liked it. You know, he thought that there was going to be a couple different lines that you could run, 
which means that we're probably going to see some really good racing. And, and ultimately, that's what it's all about. We want to put on a good show, and, and it sounds like that place is going to let us do that. Well, I know, uh, having been there uh, for the, uh, the the races that were run in 96, 97, and 98, Scott Sharp won the race in 96. Robbie Buell won a uh, an absolute thriller as uh, he edged out Vincenzo Sospiri at the line by about a, a nose in 97, and then Tony Stewart won the uh, the final race there in 98. You're right, it, it generally produces some pretty good racing. Um, Hinch, your, your crew, uh, the team has very little turnaround from mid-Ohio, and on top of everything else, the disappointment of the weekend, their, their flights wound up getting canceled out of Cleveland, and they had to drive all the way back to Chicago. Uh, those guys are going to be tired when they get uh, to, to Loudon on Wednesday because you got a test on Thursday. Yeah, there's no doubt this is a, a compact schedule this week. And, and like you say, the, the flight cancellations certainly didn't help things. And it's tough, you know. I mean, those guys don't get enough credit. They work so hard day in, day out. It's, they're really, they really are the unsung heroes of our sport because, we, you know, we may have the cool jobs and get to go drive the race cars, but none of that's going to happen without what those guys do. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a rough sort of 10 days by the time it's all said and done, but we'll take them all out to the park when, we, when they get back to Chicago, and, and all will be forgiven and forgotten. Yeah, yeah. We were fortunate enough, Hinch, to, to complete the race on Sunday without weather being an issue. Were your guys able to get torn down uh, before the uh, the big rainstorm came in? Yeah, they were. They were actually on the road pretty quick, and oh, they good. thought they had a flight to catch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turned out that was not the case. The, the weather canceled their flight. Hinch, before we let you go, um, give me a, a quick synopsis. What Your weekend, not your weekend, but your, your season up to this point, uh, given that uh, you've been very strong at times, very impressive at times, this past weekend a good indicator, how happy are you with your progress as a rookie this season in the IndyCar Series? Yeah, I think I think certainly there have been uh, some very good things, and certainly some negative things too. But you know, we've shown good pace both in qualifying sessions and the races, and you know, it's been at street circuits, road circuits, short ovals, and super speedways. And we, we, we've had at least some speed almost everywhere at some point or another. Uh, you know, the flip side of that is there's definitely been a couple mistakes that have crept in, and. And while you expect to make some mistakes as a rookie, and everybody expects you to make mistakes as a rookie, you always you always sort of hope you're going to be that rookie that doesn't make as many as, as the other guys or as the average, you know. But as long as you learn from those mistakes and, and you don't make them more than once, then it's a, it's a valuable experience. And it's, it's good to go through those things and really live it firsthand. Like I said, if, if I take those take those mistakes and turn it into positives and, and use that for the future, then, you know, it's all it's all time well spent at the end of the day. You and Oriole seem to have meshed very well. It seems to be a very good uh, combination uh, for the for the two drivers on this team. Yeah, I mean, he's been such a big help. You know, I, I, the whole team has, has helped prepare me so well for this stuff because you don't appreciate really how big it is and how much harder it is to compete at this level until you get here. Well, Hinch, uh, we'll see you at uh, Loudoun, New Hampshire this week, and I'm sure you're looking forward to your first ever trip to that part of the country. Yes, absolutely, no doubt. Can't well, wait. that's rookie James Hinchcliffe, driver of the 06 Sprott Newman Haas IndyCar. He'll make his first ever start at New Hampshire Motor Speedway this weekend in the MoveThatBlock.com Indy 225. On October 16, 2011, what happens in Vegas will be witnessed around the world. 
the fastest, most versatile drivers on the planet go all in for one race and the chance to be named champion. Already a fan? Your paid ticket to any IZOD IndyCar Series race this season gets you a ticket to see the World Championship in Las Vegas for free. Find out more at IndyCarWorldChampionships.com or call 866-IndyCar. Real driver, real race car, real fast. See you in Vegas. Hello, everybody. I'm three-time IZOD IndyCar Series champion Dario Franchitti, here with today's guest, Bob. Bob, you're a big IZOD IndyCar Series fan. What can IndyCar Nation do for you? Driver autographs. Yeah, we can do that. VIP access during race weekends. That's easy. Exclusive web video for real IndyCar fans. Not a problem. Can I have your helmet? Join IndyCar Nation for free today by texting IndyCar and your email address to 88769. Give me back my helmet, Bob. Oh, man. This is Marco Andretti. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. If your car is less than 10 years old and has less than 100,000 miles on it, your car will eventually break down and you'll need to go to your local repair shop. And we all know dealing with these guys can be very expensive. A new transmission could cost over $3,000. A new engine more than $3,500. New air conditioning can cost over $1,700. And a new water pump more than $600. You need to call the Auto Protection Network. We're like insurance to protect the inside of your car. We'll save you thousands on costly repair bills. Don't let your car break down without a warranty. Protect yourself from expensive repair bills. If your car has less than 100,000 miles on it and it's less than 10 years old, call today for a free customized quote. 800-731-1243. 800-731-1243. That's 800-731-1243. I am Uriel Servia, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Visit ShopHonda.com. Enter to start an IndyCar race in a two-seater with an Indy champ like Mario Andretti. Official rules can be found at ShopHonda.com. Ends 9-9-11, and no purchase is necessary. It's IndyCar Weekly. I'm Mike King, and it's uh, great to have our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, join us. Uh, well, I tell you, Davey, we talk about getting set now to go to New Hampshire Motor Speedway. The last time the IndyCars raced there was 1998, and you, I believe, were fourth in that race. This is a track that you know very well. In three starts, you had two top five finishes. Uh, what should the drivers expect this weekend? Yeah, man, I, I, it's a great racetrack, Mike, and it's the one-mile ovals. You know, it's a short track of you know uh, that I think the series could use more of because it's exciting and it's it's like Milwaukee, Phoenix, Pikes Peak, the ones where you're not just wide open the whole way around and and trying to find friends. It's a real handling track, real drivers track, and the cars of today have not been on on that track before. So That's it's going right. to be interesting to find out, uh, you know, how they race. But I'm excited about it. I will always like New Hampshire. As you said, we ran fourth the last race there. and Really, we're in contention to win it. Just had a had a, a penalty assessed that wasn't really me, but uh, that's a long time ago, and but still had great finishes there. Thirteen years ago, Davey Hamilton is our IndyCar Series driver analyst. He had three starts at New Hampshire, uh, 96, 97, 98, and as we mentioned, 
two top five finishes, so he knows that track uh, better really than than anyone involved uh, with the series right now, perhaps other than Robbie Buell, who's one of the owners uh, of Dryer and Reinbold Racing and uh, won the race there in 1997. Um, Davey, this is a, a, a true flat track. I mean, the banking goes from two to seven degrees in the corners. It's kind of shaped like a paper clip, long straightaways, uh, tight turns. Uh, who is best suited to uh, to run well uh, come this weekend? Well, you know, I, I think it's back to the guys that are really good on ovals, and that, and you can't, you know, Dixon and Dario. Back to the two guys who ran first and second middle aisle. They're they're excellent now. You know, Will Power not known for the ovals as of right now, although he did win on the oval at Texas, so he he, he can win on the ovals. You know, Elio. Uh, you know, I don't know where Elio is as far as getting his Swagger back, so to speak. I mean, yeah. he just haven't had the luck or the speed that that we've seen there. But you know, I expect even like Graham. Um, you know, Graham. Uh, I, I think he's ready to to really perform on tracks like that as well. So um, it's going to be interesting for sure. And and you know, don't count out. Um, you know, don't count out Serbia. I mean, that here's a guy with that that ran good in Milwaukee. Milwaukee uh, on, on the short track. Seems like Newman Hotz had a good setup for there. And yep. That's probably the closest track to what New Hampshire is. So, uh, you know, hopefully it'd be a surprise winner and maybe a first time winner. That'd be cool. We had James Hinchcliffe, Davey, a little bit earlier in the show. I know you didn't have the opportunity to hear that interview, but, you know, it's interesting. Newman Haas Racing won at the track with Nigel Mansell in 1993, and I said to Hinch, you know, that doesn't help you out a lot, but at least it's good to know that the team has won at this racetrack before, and Servia, as you mentioned, so good at Milwaukee. There are some comparisons. There are definitely some comparisons there, and, and it could be. It's such a different track and something that a lot of these drivers are absolutely aren't going to be familiar or used to. And um, Now, the good thing, Mike, Thursday there's a really long practice, right. and, and I think they got like five hours four, on track. Four and a half so hours on track, all yeah. All the teams, for sure. Yeah, so they're going to practice. They have, uh, I think, uh, an hour and a half session followed by a three-hour session on Thursday, which is, is different, but it is essentially a test. Then no track activity with the IndyCar Series on Friday, and then, Davey, this becomes essentially a two-day show with practice qualifying on Saturday and the race, of course, on Sunday. Correct, and that's going to help a lot. That's going to get everybody on pace. And the nice thing is you do have a day in between, not only for the drivers to think about it, but for the engineers to think about it and really analyze all the telemetry and the data that they, they receive from Thursday's test to, to try to make the cars uh, you know, more raceable and better for, uh, for the Sunday race. Davey Hamilton is our driver analyst on uh, IndyCar Radio, IMS Radio Network broadcast of the IndyCar Series. Of course, was with us this past weekend at Mid-Ohio when Davey, unfortunately, we saw Justin Wilson injured uh, at Mid-Ohio in kind of a freak deal, really. I mean, it it looked very innocent. It turned out to be anything but a compression fracture to the T5 vertebrae. And you have talked to Justin. It looks like his season is over. Yeah, I talked to Justin this morning, and and such a great guy. And Man, I tell you, I just feel so bad for him. Uh, You know, his fifth quickest at the time when that accident happened. And and we call it an accident, but it's like that was really just a a slip off the track. And he kept it straight and was going to just come right back on and and, um, hit the short course that they have at Meadow Ohio, the asphalt for the short course, and a 77G uh, lateral hit, um, which, like you said, Mike gave him that compression fracture. He's resting comfortably. He's here in Indianapolis. He's uh, he's familiar with Vicodin now uh, to, to keep the pain away. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it's eight to ten weeks um, in in what I call a turtle shell. That's uh, and I unfortunately have been there as well and having to wear something like that. And and uh, so basically, um, you know, Justin's gone the sidelines for the season. 
course, you know, Simon Pagino uh, was was at Mid-Ohio. He, he did a really good job filling in. He wound up, uh, Davey, racing to a 13th place finish. He had just tested at Mid-Ohio uh, last week uh, for Sam Schmidt Motorsports. So it was really kind of a stroke of luck that Dreyer Reinbold was able to, to tap Simon and, and he fill in on very short notice uh, in this situation. But, Davey, now they have to fill the 22 car for the remainder of the season, and one of the plans, one of the options they were exploring early on included you. How does that stand? Well, you know, it's been a difficult day. Uh, I'll be honest with you. You know, uh, you always hate to see, you know, a driver get hurt and, and then have to come up with re- replacements. And the, the Dreyer Rival team is, you know, working very hard. Uh, talked to them this morning. They gave me a chat, and uh, um, you know, the, one of the options were to run the car in New Hampshire this weekend, and possibly Kentucky, and then uh, and then have somebody else fill in at Vegas for the ovals, and then have somebody else for the uh, for the street and road courses, and and um, you know, which was an honor for them to ask, and and definitely um, was interested. But you know, reality of it is, Mike is. Um, the team needs some stability as far as as far as a driver. And, and when I called back to, to Larry Curry and, and told him, you know, I think the best bet for them is try to get a driver um, that could be in the seat for rest of the year that they could they could just plug that driver in. He's good for rest of the season, and um, and they you know try to get some results. Um, they've had a difficult year, and going through the you know the alphabet of the drivers week in week out could be tough for them. And as as much as I would like to tell Larry and Dennis and Robbie, hey, I, I want to do um, you know New Hampshire, and by the way, it is an HP decal car this weekend in New Hampshire, so it fit perfectly. But um, ego says yes, a lot of things say yes, but best for the team says it's probably better to find a full time guy and. There has been not a. There's definitely not been a firm um, decision yet on what's going to happen. They're working very hard at it, and we'll just have to wait and see over the next uh, next 24 hours what direction the team goes. And Davey, the the problem is this quick turnaround, this test on Thursday. I'm I'm sure whoever it is, they they want them in that car for for this Thursday. Yeah, yeah, they, they got to be in the car for Thursday, no question about it. And and you know what? There's some good drivers available. Um, ironically, what's funny, Mike, is as many good drivers that are out there right now. Um, you know, commitments this late in the year is, is keeping some of the really good ones from being able to fulfill the uh, fill the seat for the rest of the season and all the races. So it's been a bit of a challenge. And I know, you know, I'm not going to say all the drivers' names because you know I don't want to have anybody get thrown down. But, sure. Um, but, but there are some, you know, some good drivers. But there's, uh, like I say, hard to find the ones that could say, "Hey, I, I can commit for rest of the race for rest of the season." And and it would be difficult, just like I said for myself. I, as you know, I can't do the road courses with the injuries I have to my feet and legs, and I'm not the guy for that. And and ovals, yeah, I love the ovals, and that's where I want to be. But then I would have to get out of the 22 car to get back in the 11 car for Las Vegas. So then I have to fill that seat again. So it's a tough decision they have to make. And uh, um, but they'll do the right thing one way or another. It's all going to work out. The, the dry arrival number 22 car um, will be at the remainder of the races with with uh, hopefully one driver for all of them, but assure you that it will be at all the races for the remainder of the season. Congratulations on landing the job. I'm really excited for you. Thanks. How's your search going? The job market's tight. I mean, I can barely get an interview, yeah. and I've got student loans to deal with. You're lucky, you know. The National Guard paid your loans off. Luck. The Guard was a smart decision, one you can still make. The National Guard Student Loan Repayment Program can pay up to $50,000 of your existing student loans. Get the details at NationalGuard.com. Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. People often ask what it takes to get under my hood. Very simple. Trust and performance. 
That's why only Peak Performance Motor Oil touches my car. One of the most trusted names in automotive brings you a complete line of premium motor oils. Made with the same commitment to protection and performance, Peak built its reputation on. And Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar Series. When you peak, you win. Available at Advanced Auto Parts. This is 2008 IZOD IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Attention business owners and individuals who owe the IRS. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? You need aggressive representation. Call Certified Tax Now and speak to one of our tax attorneys, enrolled agents, or tax professionals who specialize in tax liens, back taxes, tax debt, wage garnishment, and collections. We won't waste a minute helping you with your tax problems. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. We've settled millions of dollars of tax issues for a fraction of the cost. Find the peace of mind knowing the IRS will not be knocking on your door. Protect your home, business, and family today. We know the tax laws, and we act fast. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. That's guaranteed. Call now, 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. Not all cases are typical, and some may not qualify. The consultation is free, and so is the call, so call now. 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. I'm Alex Tagliani, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Well, you know, it's not every day that you get a chance to have Mario Andretti as your broadcast partner, but that was the case for me this past Friday as Mario slid into Davey Hamilton's analyst chair for our IndyCar Series practice session broadcast from Mid-Ohio. Among the many topics that came up during that session, Mario's grandson, Marco, who started the weekend at Mid-Ohio, seventh in the championship standings. You know, Marco finally got that second win, a much-needed win. He breaks through at Iowa, winning his, his first for the first time on an oval in the IZOD IndyCar Series to go with that win that seems like so long ago at Infineon. Where is Marco right now in terms of where he needs to be to, to break through as a top-five championship contender week in and week out? Well, you know, that you just said the, the key word, uh, contender week in and week out. And that's been my issue. Uh, I've talking with the team and, and so forth, trying to figure out why. It's week in and week out that's going to create, put together a championship. And that's what they have not achieved. I just had a you know a long chat with the engineers even this morning, and and you know quite honestly, there's no specific blame one way or the other. You can't just say oh the engineer or the driver. It's a combination, and sometimes uh, I think they get too ambitious. You know as far as trying to find that silver bullet, you know that's going to make the big difference. And instead of staying a little more, uh, I don't know. Uh, not get like I said just, just be more content with some basic setups maybe you played a little more conservative Play a little more conservative because those cars these guys have been around a long time and then there's only one sweet spot in there somewhere so once you find it you don't you should not deviate and get too ambitious because uh, there's no miracle in these cars or any cars for that matter but uh uh, and that's really what they, I think what's been lacking. That's the reason because uh, no question that uh, Marco, I think, uh, has the talent uh, to be able to, to be right on the very top on the course, on the road courses or the ovals. 
And um, I think he's proven that from time to time, but he has to settle down in that area, you know, not making huge changes. You know, once you get a basic setup. So consistency and is the consistency key Consistency is the key, yeah, for everyone. And that's what he has to find. Uh, so, again, it's uh, I, I'm very impatient, you know, and uh, I suffer when I see him in the back, like in the last couple of races when he's, you know, just struggling in 12, 15th position. It just kills me, you know, because uh, it should not be that. You know, he's much better than that. The team is better than that. By the way, Marco started 19th, raced to a 7th place finish at Mid-Ohio. Of course, Mario Andretti is second on the all-time win list with 52 victories. He was also eager to talk about the probation announced last week by IndyCar Series officials for Alex Tagliani and a pair of Andretti Autosport drivers, Mike Conway and Ryan Hunter-Ray. Mario, where do you stand on on aggressive driving, avoidable contact, all of those those issues that you dealt with certainly as, as a driver? Well, again, uh, if it's something so flagrant, you know, that you can see that somebody, uh, it's almost obviously did it on purpose, I can see punishing that. But, you know, Ryan didn't want to knock himself out, he didn't, or he, he didn't, but uh, he didn't want to rock and knock uh, uh, Takuma Sato out. He just took a shot at it and he missed. And uh, he's sorry for it, but uh, I don't think a penalty, personally, I have a, I always have a pretty big problem with that, some of these judgment calls, because uh, some of these officials take on more responsibility than they actually need to, at this level of the sport especially. I mean, these are true professionals. They see each other, you know, day in and day out, week in and week out, and so forth, and uh, they can deal with all this among themselves, some of the differences. But like I said, I would uh, personally would avoid getting into this area unless it's something totally flagrant. And those you can see. So I don't know. Again, uh, it's my opinion, of course. Uh, but um, uh, like I said, it is what it is. I, I, like I said, I do have an issue with some of these calls, uh, even about blocking and so forth. Uh, I know they have a rule in place, but uh, at this level of the sport, we're not, you know, the school series, Skip Barber series or whatever. You know, this is at the highest level of the sport. And you don't tell these guys, like, you know, the beginners, you know, okay, you got to stay on this side from the cone on and, I, I don't I don't buy that quite honestly and if I was a driver I'd fight that to the end you know not to have uh, the, the officials so involved so it's it's fair to say that your opinion is that if it's paved and it's inside the white lines it's fair to race on it's yours yes absolutely there's an art to that and you know I don't know blocking is uh, you know it's blocking and blocking blocking again if it if it shows clearly you're putting somebody in danger, yeah, okay, yes, there is a penalty. There should be a penalty for that. But if you're in defending, there's a difference between blocking and defending. Defending a position is an art in itself. You develop that through, you know, your life as you as a race driver as you obviously come to this level. So uh, I can't see an individual, an official up there making a call you know, on some of these things, just like, you know, uh, I'll bring back Edmonton, you know, on Eli uh, Castro Neves. Uh, I thought that oh, was... last uh, year, in last 2010. Last year, yeah. Uh-huh. I thought that was uh, uh, a ridiculous call, quite honestly. Uh, I 
did not agree with it. I would not agree with it today. I don't care what rules in place. That was a ridiculous call. And we'll have more from Mario Andretti next week on IndyCar Weekly. Labor Day weekend, September 2nd through the 4th. It's a festival of speed with the IZOT IndyCar Series and the American Le Mans Series. The inaugural Baltimore Grand Prix. The streets of Baltimore will roar to life at 180 miles per hour. A weekend packed with excitement. Labor Day weekend, September 2nd through the 4th. The IZOT IndyCar Series. The American Le Mans Series. On the streets of Baltimore. Get your tickets at BaltimoreGrandPrix.com. 100 years of Firestone Racing. It's a legacy that began way back in 1911 when Ray Haroon and his Firestone Tires won the very first Indianapolis 500. And while so many things have changed over the years, one thing remains the same. The passion that drove us then continues to drive us today because even after a century, there really is no finish line. Firestone, celebrating 100 years of racing. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. These days, you can't afford to be wasting time or money, especially in business. That's why I stopped going to the post office and started using Stamps.com. Now, I print real U.S. postage for all my letters and packages using just my computer and printer. And now you can start saving time and money, too. Just go to 27Stamps.com, and you'll get a no-risk four-week trial plus a $100 bonus offer, including free postage at 27Stamps.com. MedCare Diabetic. Hello, I'm a diabetic with insurance. MedCare Diabetic is offering diabetics at no cost a multilingual talking, pain-free test meter. Call, qualify, and receive as a bonus a blood pressure monitor absolutely free. If you have Medicare or insurance, MedCare Diabetic may send both your monitors and test supplies directly to your home at no cost. Insulin and syringes are available as well. Copay and deductibles may apply. Call 800-215-9265. That's 800-215-9265. I'm Dario Franchitti, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Congratulations to Esteban Guerrieri as he posted a big win in Firestone Indy Lights action last weekend at the Grand Prix of Trois-Rivières. And the 2012 Dallara Safety Cell officially turned its first laps this past Monday at Mid-Ohio with two-time Indy 500 winner Dan Weldon at the wheel. Powered by that new 2.2-liter turbocharged Honda engine, it's the first of 12 test sessions that will take place at six, six different tracks rather, over the next several weeks. Read more about the test and see pictures of the new car at IndyCar.com. IndyCar Weekly has been brought to you by Firestone, official tire of IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. By the National Guard, find your path to honor in the Guard. By Peak Motor Oil, Honda Generator. Hinchman Racewear, ShopHonda.com, and by the Indy Racing Experience. IndyCar Radio brings you live coverage of the MoveThatBlock.com Indy 225, and it gets underway this Sunday afternoon, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern Time from New Hampshire Motor Speedway. IndyCar Weekly is a copyrighted feature presentation of the IMS Radio Network, the voice of IndyCar.